Welcome, everybody. We are Team DJMZ here with a new episode of HR in Happy Valley. We discuss important topics of today's work environment and how it circles back into HR. Many standards have changed since the global pandemic, and people are now demanding more in order to want to go back to work. Let's introduce the team. My name is Zach Brewer, and I'm from Collegeville, Pennsylvania. I want to work in the casino industry post-grad, and a fun fact about me is that I just got a dog this summer. How about you, Millennia? Hi, everyone. My name is Millennia. I'm from Long Island, New York. Post-grad, I'll be working as a business development manager for Fresh Prince. Fun fact about me is that I was named after the millennium year of 2000. What about you, Joe? Hey, guys. My name is Joe Lee. Uh, I'm from Evansville, Indiana, originally. Uh, Post-grad, I want to work hotels down in Florida. And one fun fact about me is that uh, I'm on the wrestling team here at Penn State. Um, what about you, Dan? Hi, guys. My name is Daniel. Uh, I'm from Delaware County, Pennsylvania. Post-grad, I want to work in either restaurants or hotels. And a fun fact about me is that I used to go to a satellite campus. Today's overview of the podcast will include the Here's the Buzz segment, where each one of us will be reporting from a different desk discussing various current events in the working world. Then we will move on to a hot topics debate with today's topics of tattoos in the workplace. Do they belong in the workplace? Should they be banned? Or is there a common ground where tattoos should be allowed? Now let's get started with the Here's the Buzz segment. I will be reporting from the Something to Think About desk. I will be reporting from the Something Important desk. Uh, I will be speaking from the Here's Something Everyone Should Care About desk. And I will be speaking from the, the Something Cool desk. Millennia, can you start us off, please? Thanks, Zach. I will be reporting from the Something Important Desk. The article I chose to report is The Fixed Burnout Without Blowing Up Your Life by Ray Smith from the Wall Street Journal. In September, a survey of a nearly 700 professionals by consulting firm Corn Ferry, 89% said that they were suffering from burnout. Some workers are even leaving their jobs. Christina Maslage, a, a professor of psychology at the University of California, Berkeley, says that there's a tendency for people to view burnout as a personal mental health issue. So it's their problem and not anybody else's. The article also mentions a few questions to ask yourself to determine if you have burnout, such as, are you impatient with your coworkers or clients? Do you find it hard to concentrate? Are you using food, drugs, or alcohol to feel better or simply not to feel? Have your sleep habits changed and others? While venting might feel good when talking to a friend, you should really be asking your manager for help and talk about the job's target goals, expectations, and best ways to achieve them. People are beating themselves up asking, why can't I meet these goals? They might be trying to push past the pandemic to normal while ignoring their tax mental state. Think about what we could do better. Though we and focus on ways to even better make clear the goal is to help the boss, the company, and to continue to perform as well as possible. Workers need to reset boundaries that were blurred during the pandemic. Learning how to say no is one that, that can be very important and make a difference and impact your life. I think this is important because a lot of people I personally know has experienced burnout at one point or the other, which can seriously affect their overall health. The work industry took this matter more seriously than there could be better employee retention. Managers can tackle this by having employee check-ins, offering wellness days, and different ways to keep track of one's work so they don't feel overwhelmed. Dan has a lot to say regarding that, so let's move on to him. Thanks, Millennia. And I will be report, uh, reporting from Here's Something Cool Desk. Uh, my article was Four Top HR Trends and Predictions for 2022 by Heidi Lynn Carter from Forbes.com. Four trends were mental health and COVID-19, strategic and innovative recruitment strategies, 
artificial intelligence, and complex compliance challenges. So when it comes to mental health and COVID-19, companies need to be more proactive uh, in their approach to support and advocate for mental health. Uh, and like Melania said, it'll be good to just have a wellness day or even well-being check-ins, uh, upgrading benefits to include mental health uh, or offering those wellness days. Um, and it, it's good for this because employees want their employees to care, employers to care about their mental health. And a lot more employees would rather stay at a company where their employers care about their mental health. Um, when it comes to strategic and innovative recruitment strategies, uh, hiring has picked back up, but companies are struggling to find talent. Uh, people want to work, but they just won't settle for low wages and mistreatment like they were before the pandemic started. Uh, ways they could go about uh, fixing the hiring method could be changing the career page to showcase employee, the employee experience, partnering with universities and trade schools for fresh talent, developing social media marketing, or a more personalized outreach program centered around what's in it for the employee. Uh, when it comes to artificial intelligence, uh, it helps to improve efficiency by automating and streamlining administrative tasks. Uh, it, it could overall reinvent how HR tends to function. Uh, things like chatbots for employees to message up to higher management, uh, maybe suggestions or uh, auto screening resumes for hiring just to make the whole process more efficient and more streamlined. Uh, and finally, uh, com complex compliance challenges. Uh, HR is going to have to change how they address cybersecurity going on in the future um, and new training for employees uh, about cybersecurity is, is just going to be important in the, in the future as cybersecurity is much more important and focused on now compared to uh, how it's been in the past. Uh, and I know uh, Zach has more to talk about the IT and the cybersecurity sector. All right, I will be reporting from the Something to Think About desk. My article is titled, IT Workers Will Be Hard to Find and Keep in 2022 by Nicole Lewis of shrm.org. This article starts out with some of the trends currently in the IT industry um, that are really disrupting the technology projects of our future. A lot of people think that there's a lack of excitement with the tech industry because they're sitting at a cubicle for eight hours a day, staring at a screen in many companies, and that just isn't very fulfilling for people working those jobs. A lot of them are also dead-end jobs where there's no chance for growth within the company over the next couple of years. And that's why you see people leaving and going, jumping from tech company to tech company, because they want to do something different and they don't see any growth or any fulfillment in the current job that they're in. So these trends are disrupting the technology projects, but they will also close the gap between technology and HR leaders. Um, this report reveals that 97% of IT leaders agree that their team is working more closely than ever with human resource leaders to implement new workplace technologies. So that shows how important it is that the HR leaders um, connect with the IT leaders and really figure out this problem in one of our biggest growing industries. IT leaders survey responses on main issues are as follows. Many IT leaders think that maintaining a strong cybersecurity for a hybrid workforce of remote and in-office workers is one of the most important things that we need to focus on. Also managing return to office health and safety protocols is one of the biggest things that we need to worry about. But I think above all is learning how to recruit technologists and filling open tech positions. We are learning as the tech industry increases that um, we that many people go online and get tech degrees unconventionally. So learning how to find and employ people to work in your tech industry is going to be one of the biggest things that HR leaders need to focus on. As you can see, keeping your employees happy is very important to the success of your company. Joe's article is all about making sure employees are comfortable in their workplace. So I'll pass it off to him now. 
I am speaking at the Here's Something Everyone Should Care About desk today. One reason burnout could be happening is because of the ever-present sexual harassment allegation, allegations being thrown around. Tesla has been accused of sexual harassment by a second female employee in less than a month now. Uh, an article by Reuters reports that two proceedings allege a hostile work environment for women at the automaker's U.S. plant. Tesla's assembly line worker Erica Cloud accused defendants, including her former manager, of continuous and widespread sexual harassment uh, in a proceeding filed uh, on Wednesday in California. Uh, he said she was facing a retaliation from other managers after complaining to Tesla's personnel department about her misconduct. According to the proceedings, Tesla and other defendants exposed them to a hostile work environment resulting from hostility about their gender and sexual harassment. The proceedings allege that Tesla and other defendants were unable to prevent sexual harassment and retaliation and take corrective action. Tesla did not immediately respond to readers emailed questions about the lawsuit. On November 18th, another Tesla worker, worker Jessica Barraza, filed a lawsuit against Tesla, accusing them of sexual harassment at a major facility in Fremont, California. The pervasive culture of sexual harassment, which includes a daily barrage of sexist language and behavior, including frequent groping on the factory floor, is known to supervisors and managers and often perpetrated by them. The lawsuit reads. Joe, I found your article to be really important since sexual harassment happens in the workplace way more than people would like to admit. Most of the time, people just try to brush it off as if it's not a big deal, but at the end of the day, it's honestly a big deal. As someone who was harassed almost every day when I used to work at an upscale seafood restaurant, it felt pretty demeaning. I didn't let it get to me, but having younger girls from high school working at the restaurant made me very protective over them. I always spoke out about it and feel that people cannot be afraid to stand up for others. Harassment in the workplace also leads to employees feeling burnt out and ultimately leaving, which unfortunately happened a lot at the restaurant. Uh, Joe, is there anything from the articles that stood out to you? Uh, yes, Melania. I found the part in your article regarding that 89% of people were suffering from burnout. Uh, very interesting. Uh, knowing that nine out of 10 people are experiencing this fatigue in the office is pretty alarming and should be looked into as that is almost the entirety of our workforce. Uh, I also agree with your recommendations regarding wellness days and manager check-ins. Uh, I believe this is a simple and easy way to help cur curb uh, burnout, as well as improve the overall work environment standards. Uh, Dan, what about you? Thanks, Joe. Uh, I found it interesting in Zach's article that they intend on maintaining a hybrid workforce, which can be very good for mental health of employees. Uh, and it, show it has shown that uh, businesses could run almost as well or even better than pre-pandemic uh, through the hybrid workforce. And I think the hybrid workforce is here to stay for, a, for, the, for at least the foreseeable future. Uh, I also found it interesting that people can get their cybersecurity related degrees fully online now. Uh, and that seems to be a more efficient and cheaper way to get a degree and will allow the target pool of hiring candidates to be larger than if uh, they only took people from college campuses. Uh, it, was, it was interesting to see a break from the norm, especially due to the current times and how hesitant some people were attending traditional school during the pandemic. Uh, what did you find interesting, Zach? Thanks, Dan. Yeah, I found your article very intriguing as well. Um, mental, health, mental health is a topic that has become increasingly important and it can greatly affect work quality and just quality of life overall. So it's something that we definitely need to be talking about. I also thought it was very interesting um, to see the implementation of artificial intelligence in our workplaces today. And I feel like that really gives a glimpse at 
a glimpse at what the near future could be like um, for everybody in every workplace. Um, I also enjoyed that you mentioned uh, people are willing to work, but they just won't settle for bad wages or bad working environments anymore. And I think this really speaks to our time period um, of people realizing their self-worth and starting to fight for it. So I thought all of those things combined were a great foreshadow of how our future is going to look in the workplace. But uh, very interesting takes from everyone. And thank you all for your input. Now we will be moving on to the hot topics segment where we discuss different controversial topics in the workplace, such as drug testing, compensation packages, and more. Our topic today is specifically about tattoos in the workplace. This issue is important as more and more people are getting tattoos, especially the younger crowd. These are the people that are going to be entering the workforce. And with so many people getting them, should workplaces be discriminating against them? Should they become more lenient? Since the post-pandemic life, more people are becoming more open with the way people want to express themselves. Let's see what our debaters have to say about this. My name is Zach, and me and Dan will be the facilitators. Joe and Millennia are the debaters for our topics. First, I'm going to start it off with a couple facts about tattoos. Tattoo actually means stigma in Latin. So it's been known that tattoos have had a stigma against them ever since the word tattoo was even created. Um, also, more women are tatted up than men. And um, women get discriminated against often in the workplace for various other reasons just for being a woman. So we need to make sure that if tattoos are a way that women want to express themselves, that we are not further discriminating on them for something that they want to do with their bodies. Finally, tattoos were introduced by West Sailors. Um, and so this is kind of how it was perceived back in the day. It was only in one demographic of people that had tattoos. But now, as you can see, people from all different industries, all different backgrounds, all different workforces are getting tattoos. And so we need to make sure that we are being all inclusive. And if this is something that has spread to other industries and to other demographics, we need to make sure that we're not discriminating against it and we're treating it fairly. Um, and these facts were got were uh, sourced from tattoodoo.com and inkembassy.com. I know Dan has some facts about this issue as well, so I'll pass it off to him now. Yeah, thanks, Zach. Uh, so recently there was a survey done and 42% of the overall group of people felt that visible tattoos were inappropriate in the workplace. And at, as the age of the participants in that survey got higher, so did the level of dissatisfaction. With 60, 63% of 60 uh, year old or older thinking tattoos are inappropriate in the workplace. On the other hand, we have the younger people aged 18 to 25 uh, as the most tolerant group towards tattoos in the workplace, with only 22% of them considering them inappropriate. Uh, another fact I found was overall 35% of companies have no issues with tattoos, which is interesting to see as uh, time goes on, uh, that number probably will end up going, uh, getting higher and higher. Uh, I was expecting it to be a lot lower though. And uh, my final fact was around 44% of uh, people in America have at least one tattoo. And as the number of tattoos goes up, the percentage of people in America goes down. Um, and my sources were collegiatetimes.com and moderngentleman.net. All right, now we're going to pass it over to Millennia to start our debate section uh, with, with her three sides of her argument. Thanks, Dan. My three sides are it can retain employees, improve brand image, and that it doesn't have an impact on work performance. Thanks, Millennia. And then, Joe, what are your three sides? So Dan, my three sides are one, it reduces customer satisfaction. Two, it promotes an overly casual work environment. And three, tattoos do in fact impact the performance of your company. 
Thank you, Joe. All right, uh, now it's time for us to start our debate. Millennia, can you tell us how tattoos can retain employees? Sure, Dan. So nowadays with the younger generation being more open with the way they express themselves, whether it be through clothing, hair, jewelry, or tattoos, they are the ones who will be entering the workforce. If companies continue to be very strict with the way their employees present themselves, there will be no one to fill these jobs, especially during the Great Resignation. It is now more important than ever to make sure employees are happy with where they are and who they're working for. According to statistics survey, 44% of these people said that they had one or more tattoos for a representative of 145 million Americans. Companies that allow employees to freely express themselves in a way that they want tend to be happier and want to stay at the company for a longer period of time. It inspires creativity, promotes diversity in the workplace, and can even foster workplace friendships among those who have a fondness for tattoos. At the end of the day, sometimes creativity isn't what your customers want. It is not worth the risk of losing those customers. Uh, I personally know that my parents, grandparents, and relatives uh, find tattoos pretty repulsive sometimes uh, when they're shown like on the outside. Uh, while everyone doesn't like have the same opinion as me or like my family or you know my friends, uh, it does affect some. Uh, this is why I lean toward the side of caution and would just avoid them altogether in the workplace. All right, interesting takes from both sides. Now, Millennia, please tell us how tattoos can help brand image. Of course, Zach. So according to Andrew Chimming at the University of St. Andrew, he says that body art can be seen as an asset in the labor market, as long as an applicant's tattoos are compatible with the organization's wider brand personality. In certain industries, it can be a wise business decision to allow employees to show their tattoos. In a creative industry like a design role, a tattooed employee could demonstrate a highly developed aesthetic sense, which could appeal to many clients and even drive up sales. Uh, yeah, Millennia, I see your side. Uh, I just don't think it matters because tattooing is a recreational activity and conversations about the subject can be too casual for a particular business. Uh, organizations should be able to exclude uh, showing tattoos during the workplace to avoid these conversations. All right. Good information from both of you. I know you both did your research. Uh, Millennia, would you like to conclude our discussion by talking about how tattoos do not impact work, work performance? Sure, Dan. So tattoos do not determine professionalism and skill. People do. Companies should be focusing on one's job performance and work quality rather than how someone chooses to present themselves. Michael French of the University of Miami surveyed over 2,000 people and found that men with tattoos had higher job percentages than those without it actually ended up being 7%. He also found that both men and women with tattoos worked more hours per week. Uh, if an, another employee has a more traditional background, you may be distracted by, or they may be distracted by a flashy tattoo. Uh, if someone likes tattoos a little bit more than others, they may spend valuable work time, you know, looking at their tattoos or looking at other people's tattoos. Uh, this would overall reduce revenue because of the buildup of downtime and potential loss of those customers that are not fond of tattoos. Uh, there needs to be a line that shouldn't be crossed, but the real question is where is that line? Thank you, Millennia and Joe, for showing us both sides of this argument. As you can see, this is why it's such a hot topic and has been for many years. There are a lot of things to consider, like if employers really shouldn't care as much if people have tattoos or if we should be worried about the customers. Okay, so I know I personally don't have any tattoos, but does anyone else here have any? 
I actually do. I have about nine of them, but they're all pretty small. They're not super big or anything. And if they are visible, I feel like they are pretty work appropriate. Yeah, I also have a couple on my arm. I'm working on getting some more. Um, but yeah, they're not visible, especially if I wear a long sleeve shirt. Um, and so I definitely do think they're work appropriate as well. I do not have any tattoos because I don't think they're work appropriate because I feel like my boss would not appreciate me having uh, art on my skin and the customers would not appreciate it either. Okay, interesting to hear from everybody. Um, what do you guys think about, like, is there a line with tattoos, like a certain uh, place on a body where they maybe never should be acceptable or like certain vulgarity with it that, you know, never be acceptable? Yeah, I feel like if it's like vulgar or maybe even offensive, it should definitely not be allowed to be seen at all. It must be covered up, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I also feel face tattoos might be, you know, that's kind of a lot, especially depending on what kind of industry you work in. Um, I feel like in hospitality, especially when you're talking to people literally every single day from all these different places, you don't know, you know, their culture and what they may think of it. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, yeah, go ahead, Dan. Oh, uh, I agree with that as well with the face tats and, uh, obviously vulgarity too. You don't want to have like curse words or anything that could offend anyone. Um, maybe in the future we'll have, uh, more leniency with that. But as of now, I, I, I do agree that I think face tats are probably like, that's where the line should be. I'd say. For yeah. the most part, I feel like it should be allowed at work. Um, as long as if it's not too distracting or mm -hmm. anything, but also, if you're talking to specific clients and you have to like take them out and um, do these meetings, I think just know who exactly your clientele is and then assign certain employees to talk to them and take them out. But if it's not really that big of a deal, then I don't think people should really even be bringing up if you have a tattoo or not. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. Yeah, I think that's I think that's very important, Millennia. Um, like kind of the industry that people work in, because I, I feel like in the entertainment industry, they'd be a lot more lenient with tattoos versus like the hotel industry where it's much more reserved and the restaurant industry kind of in the middle. So I feel like it kind of depends where you are and who your clientele is as well. Yeah, I think, I think being like, so like against tattoos, I think like the line where I could compromise is uh, just no visible tattoos, probably. Um, I think like face tats, like that may be the, the worst just because it's uh, you got tattoos on your face and you're talking to big time customers and people. And uh, I just feel like that, like that shouldn't happen. That shouldn't be a thing. But yeah, I think if it's not visible, I feel like it could be, it should be fine then. Now we will be circling around the table for a recap of what everyone spoke about. I'm Millennia, and I talked about how to catch if you have burnout and what to do to stop it, and how workplaces should be more lenient with how a person chooses to present themselves, especially with tattoos. I'm Dan, and I talked about trends for 2022, which include mental health and COVID-19, strategic and innovative recruitment strategies, AI in HR, and complex compliance challenges when addressing cybersecurity. I was also a facilitator for the debate and discussion about tattoos in the workplace. I'm Zach, and I spoke about the importance of HR in the tech industry. Um, tech is a booming industry and will only be more important uh, to our lives as the years progress. 
Um, with that in mind, the current trends of tech employees leaving jobs needs to be fixed ASAP and HR will play a big role in this. Um, and I also was a facilitator in the debate on tattoos. Uh, I'm Joe, I, and I talked about the issue of sexual harassment in the workplace. This is a problem that will be ever present in our industry, whether we like it or not. But raising awareness is a step in the right direction. I also touched on the professionalism of not showing tattoos on the job site. Sometimes it's better to err on the side of caution than a risk offending uh, some customers. Uh, and with that being said, thank you, everyone, for listening to DJMZ on HR and Happy Valley. We hope you all learn something new and keep these important topics in mind when you're in the working world. <laughs>